There's nothing like snook hook sets at dawn or catching a tarpon in the moonlight. Find your next fishing trip made easy on fishingbooker.com and experience the magic of the Sunshine State or any other destination on your fishing bucket list. Book a blue water adventure in search of sailfish or go snapper fishing with the kids. With over 6,000 captains and trips to choose from, planning your next one just got a whole lot easier. Download the Fishing Booker app on the Google Play or App Store or visit them online at fishingbooker.com to book your trip today. Many of you know Axis deer is considered to be the best tasting venison on the planet. I've been hearing that for years. And that those deer cause some ecological harm. Well, Maui Nui Venison is bringing those Axis deer to the market. So you can get some fresh cuts and sticks shipped to your door. Visit MauiNuiVenison.com. That's M-A-U-I-N-U-I Venison.com. Use promo code MEATEATER for 20% off your order. Montana Casting Company is a performance fly rod and reel company based right here in our capital, Helena, Montana. Each model of fly rod is a tribute to Montana's rugged beauty and adventurous spirit. Their rods capture the look, feel, and craftsmanship of a custom-built fly rod. Scott personally calls every customer who buys one of his rods. Head to montanacastingco.com and use code MEATEATER20 at checkout for a one-time 20% off discount. It's a Meat Eater Podcast. Welcome to Meat Eater Trivia. I'm your host and trivia curator, Spencer Newhart. This is trivia you're not going to get from Jeopardy, Trivial Pursuit, or any bar and grill trivia. These are born out of Meat Eater's four verticals. I feel like maybe curator's not a great word. What, what do you think? It's thrown be? around a lot now. Oh, yeah? Everything's curated now. I think this is a curation. Everything's curated now. Of facts. It's not, because you're, no, because you're creating the things. You're not like, like, if you go to a website, it's like curated home goods. Mm-hmm. It's like they go around to a bunch of places and like order stuff. Hmm. I'd say fewer and fewer things are being curated. It's a lot of algorithms, like choosing things Listen, for you. Man. There's no algorithm here. Trivia. Here's, let's ask probably the person who's most hip to uh, Chef Kevin Gillespie. Probably uh-huh. most hip to like buzzwords. Yep. Why am I the one who's most hip? Because you work in the restaurant world, yeah, and so true. you know you like pay attention to what's going on around. Yeah. You. Curated is definitely like a, a cool kid word right now. For yeah, sure. See, there yeah, you go. Absolutely. Yeah. For sure. So, Told you. I think this is. But I also think podcast. what Phil is saying is also true. So we've just started using the word curated because it makes something sound uh, valuable. No, that's fine. Go ahead. What, what do you think would be a better? This is valuable. Uh, just just keep it at host. You think? No, I'd be like um, host Spencer Newharth, and uh-huh. I'm the one who creates and compiles. <laughs> I am your trivia creator and compiler. Trivia master. Trivia master. He cherry right. picks bullshit questions. Well, no, because that dude at NPR, the puzzle master, Will Shorts, you don't want to get confused with mm-hmm. him. Sure. Now, these are born out of meat eaters, four verticals, which are hunting, <laughs> fishing, conservation, and cooking. And it's almost like he's a little annoyed yeah, with Yeah, I was going to say, Spencer hated that so much. <laughs> no, no, no I'm, I like it. All right, sorry, Spencer. I got to keep it moving along here. We got, we got a, lot of, a lot of things to get to. Uh, now, there is a prize, and if you weren't at our last game of trivia, you don't know this yet. But Meat Eater has upped the ante from donating $100 to 
to $500. So the winner will get to choose where that $500 goes to what conservation organization is going to receive it. We've played eight times The more times popular so the far. show gets, the more we're going to add money to it. Yeah, we're not, we can't go the other direction at this point. Mm. I no. think we should have players that are sponsored by individual <laughs> conservation groups. Oh, oh boy. Man. Oh, like yeah. I'm playing for, then you're playing for. I'm playing yeah. for TRCP. Yeah. <laughs> like Celebrity Jeopardy. That's right. Yeah. Yep. Now we've played eight times so far. Steve has won half of those. Brody has won twice. Clay has won once. And Seth is one once. I'm that no far. Shit, I didn't know I was Steve. that far ahead of Brody. Yeah, Brody. Well, but see, we quit inviting I'm him in for a while. Every time we excluded him last time, and he was not happy. <laughs> yeah, about we it. quit. We quit inviting him, and I pulled way ahead. Which go figure. Yeah. <laughs> we have some housekeeping to get to from last time. A couple games ago, I asked what the seven skin glands are of a white-tailed deer. The most mysterious of those glands is the metatarsal. You just screwed up again. Oh, you never said skin glands. Well, I don't think I did specify skin glands, but it should be skin you glands. You damn sure should have. And that's what people pointed out because there's all kinds of glands inside your body. But I would, it's not in the spirit of the game for Cal to say, uh, like, pituitary or whatever, whatever Cal's answer was. Okay. I did not say skin glands. You're correct. When we come out with the trivia board game, it will say skin glands. We got that part cleaned up. Now, uh, the metatarsal is the most mysterious of these glands, which I said some biologists speculate is used for temperature regulation. Jim Heffelfinger wrote in to let me know that he doesn't buy that theory, but he provided three others that he thinks are more likely true. One is that they are used to mark an individual deer's bed. Two is that at the optimal height to rub on vegetation as deer walk by, leaving their scent as they go. And three is that they can release an odor that serves as an alarm signal to other deer. This all goes to show that I don't even buy today, any of those. There are some mysteries about America's most pursued big game animal. Dragging their you know, feet don't even the- play the Heffelfinger jingle. <laughs> <laughs> that was the only bad Heffelfinger feedback we've ever gotten. Uh, you know, I liked it. You don't buy dragging their feet through the grass to leave scent. No, the thing that, that is the that, that is the right height to rub brush. Oh, I thought not orbital metatarsal. Oh, which is that. on their legs. <laughs> right now, now we got to go back go. and <laughs> read. Put the jingle. Put the jingle back in. He's a conservation ringer. I got off on meta. I got off on orbital. Also, a few games ago, there was a like question. He's rubbing his eyeballs on the brush. Yeah. Okay. No, I, I buy that. That's good. That's a good call. Also, a few games ago, there was a question about the inspiration for Jägermeister's logo, which dates back to about 1,300 years ago when St. Hubert saw a white stag walking through the forest with a glowing cross hanging from its antlers. Kustafote, a Greek Orthodox Christian listener from Texas, wrote in to let me know that he will actually pray to St. Hubert before hunts. Here is part of one of the prayers that he'll recite, which he got from a Louisiana hunter, Don Dubik. Great St. Hubert. Bless all who gather here in this natural setting, whose aim is to follow in your footsteps to be skilled and ethical hunters. Grant us confidence, perseverance, patience, and the accuracy to increase our proficiency in the fields, forests, swamps, and marshes. But above all, St. Hubert, we ask your help in always holding a deep sense of respect and reverence for the game we pursue. Bestow on us a spirit of generosity and humility that we may enjoy bountiful hunting, and that we pass these cherished and sacred rights to future generations forever. 
Amen. He's got that memorized. I don't know if he has it memorized. I'd be impressed. It's actually almost twice as long as that. But this That's is an a, excerpt. This is a snappy game of trivia, so we cut it down a little. Uh, did, did I catch right that that Jaeger has been around for thirteen hundred years? No, okay. that is when Saint Hubert was around. Gotcha. I think Jaeger's uh, been around for about a hundred years. Gotcha. I just really enjoyed the prayer and its message. Mm-hmm. So just what I want to say. Now, we also, before our game of trivia started recording, had Steve further arguing about the lake question, calling it all sorts of names. Oh, I Stupid, was arguing too. idiotic, yeah. Brody as well. Now, I got... So dumb, it's as though the guy that came up with it must be dumb? <laughs> yes. I got quite a bit of feedback <laughs> on that question. But it wasn't about the question. It was about Steve's attitude towards oh, really? the question. Yeah. Everybody who wrote in was like, why was Steve so grumpy? Why does he hate that question? Why does Steve, like, if he doesn't know it, get angry at Spencer because he then doesn't know it? And I'll also point this that, out. That, I wasn't even going to bring this up until the, it happened before the game of trivia. Get him. Your answer was what, Fort Peck, I think? I don't know. Your answer was Fort Peck. <laughs> it was wrong. And then you had said, you're like, ah, oh, and I even crossed out Flathead. Now, I looked it up here, and Fort Peck is actually 18th in size. So that wasn't even close to being right. And Flathead is 30th. <laughs> so on both accounts, you were no. quite wrong. Right. But take you a look at You are gaslighting me. <laughs> <laughs> You're gaslighting me. Okay. Speaking of buzzwords. I was, yeah. Yeah. I'd ask anyone to take a look at a map uh-huh. and look at a Lake Oahe, which was what? Number what? I think three. And, and look. look at that thing and ask yourself if that's a lake or a river. Well, hold My on. Gripe, that comes back to if you count reservoirs in general, though, because then all reservoirs wouldn't count. That's okay. My gripe with the question was the only fair question would have been something like, like the three largest natural yeah. lakes, yes, like crater or something. Because these reservoirs mm-hmm. are you, you have a dam and yep. an impoundment. And it's like not very fixed at what point the thing begins. Some of them run hundreds of miles long. And then in drought cycles, they shrink by 100 miles. It's just a bullshit question. But I don't think that's unique. You're misrepresenting my problem with it. Okay. My problem with it was, it's just like, just go with natural lakes. Where does the river end and the lake start? It's like impossible to determine and then it's like you didn't get it like you said you clarified surface area not Mm -hmm. volume which opens it even up more to like what makes a lake a lake but droughts are not unique to reservoirs either like it impacts reservoirs because the reservoirs are so shallow lake of the woods doesn't change its depth right but like you know elephant butte in new mexico is 100 feet down right now or something like that i imagine this won't be the last time we talk about it (laughs) no I just want to go on record. You're saying that drought impacts natural lakes as readily as it does no, a reservoir. I didn't say that. Yeah, did. I said they're not unique to reservoirs. That was what I said. Yeah, whatever. <laughs> <laughs> and we are on to our ninth game of trivia. Play the drop, Phil. Look, I need to know what I stand to win. Everything. How's that? Just tend to win everything. Suckers! All right. The first question, as always, is going to be multiple choice, and the topic is woodsmanship. 
What is the most common tree in America? Is it white oak, Douglas fir, red maple, or quaking aspen? What is the most common tree in America? White oak, Douglas fir, red maple, or quaking aspen? And this is not measuring by volume. This is just the sheer number of these trees. Stem count. Stem count. That was North America? Uh, America, the United States. The United this States. counts Hawaii and Alaska. White oak, Douglas fir, red maple, or quaking aspen. Does everybody have an answer? Yep. Go ahead and reveal your answers. We have... Knows how cockily I put my thing up. We have Giannis saying the red maple, Kevin saying the Douglas fir, Steve saying quaking aspen, Maggie saying the Douglas fir, Brody saying the Douglas fir, and Sean saying the white oak. I can tell you who ain't right, Sean. <laughs> the correct answer is red maple. Oh! Oh! Yanni got it. Uh, only, only Yanni, only Yanni got uh, it. Dang. Really? There are nearly 22 trillion red maples in the United States, according what? to the Forest Holy Inventory cow. and Analysis. Is it because such a little shit and tree? It must be. That is followed by the loblolly pine the sweet gum, and Douglas fir. And although only about 4% of America's trees are Douglas fir, by volume they are number one, making up about 13% of the nation's trees when measured by cubic feet. Can I tell you why I use Doug, uh, quaking aspen? Absolutely. Because I felt, I, I was wrong perhaps, but <laughs> growing up, listen, we would call, like, I think that, that quaking aspen exists in a lot of places where they don't call it quaking aspen. Definitely. Mm. Like mm -hmm. we always grew up calling, we had like a tree called poplar. And someone was telling me that poplar is like what I was calling poplar is quaking aspen. So then mm. I got to thinking maybe it's, I don't know, I thought it was one of them trick questions. <laughs> yeah, I only went with the maple because I know that on the uh, property up there in Wisconsin that I hunt, when we cut, the maples just like take over. They're like the succession, like successional tree that yep. comes in after all the shrubs and stuff. That's and, Doug's and, gripe with it. And they're just mm. super crazy thick. So that's why I my, went with that. Yeah, Doug's gripe is when you log, uh, when they log oak. I don't know why. When you log oak, you wind up with a lot of maple. We are on to question two. The topic is hunting. In whitetail hunting lingo, what does the acronym BBD stand for? In whitetail lingo, what does the acronym BBD stand for? We have a confident room, it looks like. I'm, I'm angling for some bonus points. <laughs> I don't know where you uh, achieve bonus points on this oh, question. I, well, because I think you could say maybe... Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Save it for the ban after banter. All right. Does everybody have an answer? Save it for the after banter. Go ahead and reveal your answers. We have Giannis saying big buck down. Kevin without an answer. Steve saying big buck down, big buck down, big buck down, and big you're buck down. You're not giving. What about my Bell or? Or, <laughs> I don't, You're gonna have to explain that one to me. It's, man, you're That's young. It's a band. It's a band. Or a guy. I don't that know. was uh, Bobby Brown or someone, wasn't it? I don't uh, know. The correct answer. Bill Live Devoe is a band. Right. Yeah. Right. Yeah. The yeah. original boy yeah. band. Yeah. Yeah. Probably. Yeah. The correct answer is Big Buck Down. 
Now, I tried to track down the origin of BBD. The first ever article I could find where BBD was written was from the National Deer Association in 2012. And the first forum mention of BBD I could locate was from 2009 on bowhunting.com. Well, I thought it was... But uh, before that even, Cliff Lee and Tiffany, no, Lee no. And Tiffany Lukowski Lee and Tiffany. were using the phrase on their 2007 show, Getting Close with Lee and Tiffany. I reached out to Tiffany to see if her and Lee were the genesis of this acronym, and Tiffany said she believed so. That's a, I always thought that was like taken as a matter of course that they invented that saying. It seemed to know as though no one had asked her that before. But if you think you know uh, where it came from before that even, if it wasn't Lee and Tiffany on their 2007 outdoor show, let me know. Prove us wrong. I'd like to see it. Is that what you're going to say, Giannis? Yeah, that is. Hey, let me ask you a question. If I... Uh send you a uh, BBD text in, no- uh-huh. in November. Yeah. And then you're like, sweet, send me a picture. Yeah. And I send you a picture of that buck I killed uh-huh. in, in rifle season in Wisconsin. Yep. Are you going to be like, WTF back? Or are you going to be like, hell yeah. Absolutely. No, no, no. I love that to- That counts? Uh, absolutely that counts. All right. Yeah. Nice. I like to pick people up if they send me a picture of deer they killed. I'm always going to be like your, your number one hype, man. I hope. <laughs> I hope you felt that way when you text me pictures of your deer. Okay. You know what I don't like to see? Well, never mind. I don't like to see deer that are too far removed from the person. Like, my cousin's neighbor's cousin. Oh, sure. Got this buck. Yeah. Yeah, like... Unless it's like an absolute slob. Like you're somehow taking credit for someone else's deer kind of thing? Yeah, it's like, look at this buck my... This neighbor got. You know? I was like, I... Unless it's like a thing where I can't believe it exists. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. You know what's not fun? If you send a picture uh, to somebody of a deer you killed and they're like, uh, would have been a good one next year. Or like, That's not little, too bad. Yeah, it's real or something kick, like that. It's real kick to the groin. Yeah. yeah. So I always want to like be there for you, Jan. If you send me a picture of a buck, I'm going to be like, way to go, Giannis. That's great. Amazing deer. They're all big bucks to you. That's right. So if he says BBD, then you text back NBNY. Which is nice bucks next year. <laughs> we'll get that started. Question three. The topic is biology. This is an audio question. Phil is going to play you a 30-second clip of a vocalization from a North American animal. You need to tell me what animal you're listening to. Play the clip, Phil. Ten seconds in, Steve has an answer. Mm. That's the whole thing. You need to come up with what critter was making that noise. That's as much as you get, critter. That's what you get. North America? North America, based on those vocalizations. Basically anything alive. <laughs> sure. Not yeah. a, it's not a woolly mammoth. <laughs> but could be a Bigfoot. Good oh, tip. This one's hard. I feel like we're going to see a wide range of answers here. Yeah. And I none of them are sure going to I've heard one animal make that exact sound, but it ain't going to be the right answer. You're going to be like, "No." Yeah. <laughs> but I know I for sure that animal's made that sound. Mhm. 
Again, we had a confidence, Steve. I think he was yeah, the only well, one. Yeah, uh, well, then I, I, I don't want to tell you how I mm. arrived at what I arrived at, but okay. I arrived at its wrongness. <laughs> but I have no rightness. Does everybody have an answer? Go ahead and reveal your answers. We have Giannis saying a dolphin. <laughs> Kevin without an answer. Steve saying... No answer, Steve! I didn't have time to write one down. I haven't thought of one yet. Let me put one down. What were you writing? I'm putting it back, even though it's not right. Steve saying... I can't even read Ooh. that. Seek a deer. Kevin saying a walrus. Maggie saying an alligator. Brody saying a baby mountain lion. And Sean saying a jackrabbit. Well, you guys weren't listening to the background noise. I can tell you that damn much. Yeah. Nobody got it right. <laughs> the correct answer is a porcupine. Really? Whoa. What? Really? Wow. Porcupines have a number of different moans, grunts, coughs, wails, whines, shrieks, and chatters that they use for everything from mating to eating. Some of the best comments on this particular video liken them to a shrieking witch, a crying baby, a squeaky door hinge, or crazed Ewok. What's an Ewok, Phil? Uh, they're the little teddy bear creatures from the forest moon of Endor from Return of the Jedi. <laughs> These guys kick ass, man. <laughs> Is that different than a Chewbacca? Oh, oh yeah. yeah. A Chew- okay. Chewbacca's a It's Wookie. like a mini Chewbacca. Oh, okay. I got it. Listen, the only noise in the woods has freaked me out more than a barred owl when I'm not ready to hear a barred owl early in the morning has been a porcupine. And the two times that they've freaked me out, it's been completely different. One, just like moaning and groaning to the point where I was like, thought it was a human that was possibly in trouble. <laughs> like people coupling yeah. in the bushes. Oh, like in trouble. No, 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 no. <laughs> Mo- no, no. Yeah. Sorry. Bad, like negative mm-hmm. moaning and groaning. Um, and it got, I was so scared. I walk. I like, I should have gone to help, but I went the other way. It was like getting dark. <laughs> it was getting dusky. It's like, too late to help him. I left. I, I left. It was scary. I, the, I, another time. It sounded like two women giggling and laughing, almost like my my mom and her sister when they get together and laugh about nothing, literally. Um, it was like that, like uncontrollable <laughs> laughter, really? giggling, like just. And I went over to the hill and found a porcupine. I talked just to a, one. I talked to a game warden once who told me he'd responded to multiple calls from people that thought they had heard someone in distress in the woods, but it was a porcupine. Really? Yeah. yeah. Freaky, dude. I don't think I've ever heard one. Huh. So nobody got that one right. We are on to question four. The topic hey, is hunting. It's not time lore. yet for a uh, leaderboard check. We'll no, 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 five. no, he's, oh, got, a whole, he's five. got a whole system, dude. Oh. <laughs> I haven't been in, around much for the these. The system Sorry. calls for checking after five questions. We will get a leaderboard update. <laughs> question four. The topic is hunting lore. This next great question comes to us via Cody Miller. If you have a question you think is right for meat eater trivia, you can send it to trivia at themeateater.com. What Western state considered declaring the jackalope as its official mythological creature? What Western state considered declaring the jackalope as its official mythological creature? Do we know what constitutes considered? Like, did it, was it a part of a like they bill, had a bill somewhere? Okay, yes. like drafted out. Yes, multiple times. Hide your board, Kevin. I have two, just so you know. I have two answers, and I know one of them is right. <laughs> I just don't know which one to... I'm in you can't pull spot. a Mike Waddell and put eight answers down. And hope one I don't know right. which one I'm going to asterisk as my actual answer. Does everybody have an answer? Steve, we need to eliminate one. Oh, it's painful. <laughs> <laughs> 
go ahead and reveal your answers. We have Giannis saying the good Dakota, Kevin saying Nevada, Steve saying Wyoming, Maggie saying Wyoming, Brody saying Wyoming, and Sean saying Wyoming. Wyoming is the correct ah. answer. He's got a jackal. I almost went with Nevada. I don't know why. I erased Wyoming and put Nevada down. <laughs> the first ever jackalope was created in 1939 by a taxidermist in Douglas, Wyoming. Mm. Multiple times since then, bills have been introduced there that would declare the jackalope an official state symbol. When it happened in 2005, Representative Dave Edwards pushed for it to pass because he said it would certainly boost the tourism industry, which has a lot of gift shops and sells all kinds of different jackalopes. Hmm. But it hasn't I don't know happened. about that. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I, I don't <laughs> think that's, that's not going to like make someone's business. Uh, so my roommate actually owns one of those jackalopes, and it's like this big. But the, one of what jackalopes? That comes from that shop. Oh. And then they they have like giant ones, like that all ranges of sizes. So it's not based off a real rabbit. It is. Or a oh, real jackrabbit. Oh, yeah, it's so that, it's like the big white ear jack or black tail. Yeah, kind of. Uh, Corinne was just showing me the the rogue taxidermy. Some of that last She's into night. That, yeah. yeah, it's kind of like that. They just glue some horns on top. Yeah, Maggie is I, we got one upstairs. Right. There's I one, one that's made out of a snowshoe hair. It's pretty awesome. Oh, His name good. is Steve, actually. So yeah, that's <laughs> I didn't name it after you. Just, <laughs> whose jackalope is upstairs? That was one that Andy's we test. purchased. Oh, or, yeah, yeah. what were we filming? Yeah, we were filming, we were filming the, a gnome video. Gnome, the gnome measuring, uh, the mo- he was measuring the jackalope, right? That's right. Yeah. Question Sco- he was scoring five. a jackalope. We will get a score update after this one. The topic is cooking. Uh-oh. What Mexican dish roughly translates to little donkey in Spanish? What Mexican dish roughly translates to little donkey in Spanish? I don't think Stevie's come up with an answer yet. The rest of the room seems like they know it. Again, what Mexican dish roughly translates to little donkey in Spanish? Maggie, do you have a jackalope on your water bottle? I do. Okay. (laughs) Does everybody have an answer? If they don't, they're screwed. (laughs) Not directed at anybody specifically, Steve. We're giving Steve all kinds of extra time today. God, I feel man, like I'm just <laughs> struggling today, man. Go ahead, I got that. I love it. I got that long COVID brain fog, <laughs> there, man. <laughs> I think I got. I think I got long COVID now. Go ahead and reveal your answers. We have Giannis saying, "Oh, the that's what I want to put burrow, down." Chico, Kevin saying burrito. <laughs> I, I, just, I, I can't. Burrito. Steve without an answer. Maggie <laughs> saying burrito, burrito, burrito. Giannis, I think that's on, pretty donkey. <laughs> <laughs> or is it Lady Donkey? Oh, Chico? God, I think that's the correct <laughs> answer is burrito. Dude, I, it's, I can't believe how bad I am today. <laughs> Juan Mendez is credited with naming the burrito during the Mexican Revolution between 1910 and 1920. Supposedly, Mendez rode around on a donkey selling tacos and wrapped them in extra-large flour tortillas to keep them warm. Soon thereafter, locals started referring to these meals as the food of the donkey. Learn something new every day. It Phil. was too easy. Yeah. That's why I missed it. It's one of them stupid too easy questions. <laughs> too obvious. Phil, let's get a scoreboard update. In third place, we have Kevin Gillespie with one point. Tied for second are Steve and Giannis with two. And then Maggie, Brody, and Sean are tied for first with three points. 
Right. Anybody's Ooh. game, man. <laughs> Anybody's game. How many questions we got left? We are halfway through the game. Anybody's we are now. Game. I'm coming for you this week. I told you, Brody. Yeah. yeah. Well, Brody had an advantage. He was he stayed sharp before we got in here because uh, him and Hayden were arguing about spawning steelhead or something. Yeah. What was the argument? That steelhead. There wasn't really an argument. Hayden was trying to say that steelhead only spawn in the spring. What was your argument? That there are different, they spawn at different times. They don't all spawn in the spring. Yeah. What's the latest you've they ever heard They can be manipulated in hatcheries oh. to spawn. When, you know, oh, you when, can? Oh, I, I mean, I hear so, them spawn yeah. like in June. Right. But I mean, do they, like, are there still that spawn in November? In Lake Erie, there is. that The ones that run out of Lake Erie. They're going up there to spawn or going up there to snack on stuff? No, they're go, they're, they're spate streams, so they just run up to spawn. It's like a fall spawn. They don't oh, do really? Yeah. Huh. Yeah. Anyway, we had we had Brody running hot before the game of trivia. Yeah, uh, so he's sharp. He was using the right mind. Hey, hey, Sean, if you win, and, and I don't think you will, <laughs> what are you gonna What are you gonna donate to? Uh, Delta. Okay. Yeah. Delta waterfall. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah. Not the airline. No. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm taking my five hundred bucks and going on a trip. <laughs> Man, I just got a new truck. Before I even drove my new truck anywhere, I wasn't going to drive it anywhere until I put a deck system in it. That's how, that's what a believer I am in decked. I always thought they were a great deal, but now they're even better because they have redesigned their drawer system in storage cases from the ground up. It's like, I didn't know there was a problem with them. I don't know. They seem great to me. Just an improvement on perfection. The new system, made in the USA, gives you 10 to 30% bigger drawers to fit more gear. It's lockable and secure, right? Weatherproof storage for all your gear. You build it right into your truck bed. You still have a truck bed you can put stuff on. The top deck of the new system has eight D-ring tie-downs integrated into the steel. So you have really burly anchor points to hook stuff down on your bed. So you got to slam on the brakes or take off real fast. Nothing shifts. And like I said, they're, they're D-rings that lay real flat. Like you can still slide stuff right across the deck. It doesn't catch on the D-rings. The D-rings are built in. The drawer system fits any truck or van on the road in the USA from the last 20 plus years. Deck is a game changer. There's no more like leaving stuff at home that you wish you had with you. The stuff I want in my truck is in my truck, out of the way and secure. Go to deck.com slash meat eater to receive free shipping. Hey, you know when you take uh, some time to clean out, uh, let's say like clean out your garage and you're like, man, how was I living like that with that place such a mess? Well, check this out. If you've been paying a fortune for wireless and then you switch over to Mint Mobile and get plans for $15 a month when you purchase a three-month plan, you'll be saying, how was I ever affording to do that way I did it before? It's time to switch, okay, to Mint Mobile and get unlimited talk, text, and data for $15 a month. All plans come with high-speed data and unlimited talk and text delivered on the nation's largest 5G network. To get this new customer offer and get your new three-month unlimited wireless plan for just 15 bucks a month, go to mintmobile.com slash eater. That's mintmobile.com slash eater, and you will cut your wireless bill to 15 bucks a month. Again, mintmobile.com slash eater. It's a $45 upfront payment required, which is the equivalent to $15 per month. New customers on first three-month plan only. Speed slower above 40 gigabytes on unlimited plan. Additional taxes, fees, and restrictions apply. See Mint Mobile for details. Man, I'm just coming back uh, not too long ago from youth 
turkey season in Wisconsin. Now, last year at youth turkey season, it rained and snowed the whole time. This year at youth turkey season, it was in the 70s and even up to 80. So me and my kids are pouring it to it. And after a while, I realized they didn't drink anything all day, and they haven't drank anything all day. Well, that's why it's important to get hydrated and have something you're going to like to help you, encourage you to get hydrated. doesn't matter. Outdoor events, turkey hunting, playing sports, beach days, mountain adventures. Summer requires extraordinary hydration that's built for everyday dehydrating moments. With three times the electrolytes of the leading sports drink, plus eight vitamins and nutrients in a single stick, it's clear why Liquid IV is the number one powdered hydration brand in America. Tear, pour, live more. One stick plus 16 ounces of water hydrates better than water alone. I'll say that again. Hydrates better than water alone. Turn your ordinary water into extraordinary hydration with Liquid IV. Get 20% off your first order of Liquid IV when you go to liquidiv.com and you use code MEATEATER at checkout. That's 20% off your first order when you shop Better Hydration today using promo code MEATEATER at liquidiv.com. We are on to question six. The topic is conservation. Which major North American flyaway starts near Greenland and follows the East Coast until it hits the Caribbean? Really? Which major North American flyaway starts near Greenland and follows the East Coast until it hits the Caribbean? We have a lot of fast answers in the room. Steve seems to think it was too easy. No, I don't know. Oh. Those are the ones that trip you up. I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> I think it's the... I might be made to look a fool here. In a Does everybody have an answer? Go ahead and reveal your answers. We have Atlantic, 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 Atlantic. <laughs> I can't be right. Everybody says Atlantic. That is correct. Hey! Oh, no, I thought it was going to be like Eastern or <laughs> yeah, something. Yeah, me no, too. <laughs> I've, I've, in the podcast we were just doing, referenced it. So. Oh, really? Yeah. The Atlantic Flyway is about 3,000 miles long and is the easternmost flyway in North America. It's the most densely populated flyaway of the four, making its greatest threats urban sprawl and industrial development. Some notable stops in this flyaway include Acadia National Park, Cape Cod National Seashore, Delaware Bay, and Ding Darling National Wildlife Refuge. I will add to that that just in general, the Chesapeake Bay is like one of the most important wintering grounds. Just that, adding to it. That's why we just got saying. you here. Question seven. The topic is woodsmanship. This next great question comes to us via Clayton Crockett. If you have a question you think is right for Meat Eater Trivia, you can send it to trivia oh, at TheMeatEater.com. What tick is responsible for passing alpha-gal syndrome to humans, which causes a red meat allergy? Again, a very confident room. What tick is responsible for passing alpha-gal syndrome to humans, which causes a red meat allergy? I didn't hear the first part of that. I just wrote down tick. <laughs> <laughs> the, uh, I will not accept that. <laughs> tick, tick. Coming up on tick season soon. Uh, no. Does everybody have an answer? <laughs> Go ahead and reveal your answers. We have Giannis saying the Lone Star. The Lone Star, the Lone Star. <laughs> Maggie saying the Texas tick. Right. Brody saying Lone Star and Lone Star. Lone Star is correct. But I would also accept deer tick. Uh, while the Lone Star tick is the primary source for alpha-gal syndrome, some recent studies have shown that deer ticks can transmit it as well. There are about 4,000 cases of alpha-gal syndrome in the United States per year with no known cure. The most high-risk areas are portions of the southeast and New England. 
Lone Star up in New England. Mm-hmm. Evan Hafer oh. had it. It fades. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So he he's not allergic to red meat anymore. It's it's dimin- its effects are diminishing. Huh. Yeah. It's fading. We are on to question eight. We'll get another scoreboard update after this. The topic is fishing. Orvis declared this the world's most recognizable and most fished streamer of all time. It can loosely imitate crayfish, minnows, sculpins, leeches, helgramites, and other natural foods that fish love to eat. Again, Orvis declared this the world's most recognizable and most fished streamer of all time. When did they declare that? You can't ask. You, you, they don't, you, you, you can't do that kind of stuff. I know. But the answer would have been different 50 <laughs> like years ago. Does everybody have an answer? Mm-hmm. Confident room again. Three in a row. Go ahead and reveal your answers. We have Giannis saying Wooly Bugger, oh, Kevin without an answer, Steve saying Wooly Bugger, Wooly Bugger, Wooly Bugger, and Sean saying the, the Marabou. Which is what you use to tie a Wooly Bugger. Mm-hmm. The correct but don't answer give it to him. is a <laughs> Wooly Bugger. <laughs> In the 1994 oh, okay. book, The Professional's Favorite Flies, Bill Hunter says, the Wooly Bugger is so effective it should be banned from some watersheds. I suspect its effectiveness is due to its resemblance of so many edible creatures in the water. Its tail undulating behind a fiber bubble-filled body is just too much for most fish to resist. He suggest it's like those infomercials for that lure that's illegal in like <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. can't fish it in tournaments. It's like illegal in like 13 states. It's yeah. so good. Phil hit us with a scoreboard update. In third place, three points, Kevin Gillespie. Tied for second, we have a three-way tie. It's Steve, Maggie, and Sean with five. And then, in first place, Brody Henderson. Oh, <laughs> With how many? Six points. Six Still games. It's a tight game. Hold on. So I'm in last right now? <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm in last. Oh, wait. Sorry, Giannis, I forgot you. It's a four-way tie for second. You also have five. Okay. Thank you. Sorry, Yanni. So have- Brody's got six. Four people have, have five. five. We need Brody to stumble. Yeah. I need a lot of people to stumble. That Texas tick thing got me, man. Yep. I flustered. We have two questions left. You're Question good, nine. The topic is biology. What is the condition called when an organism has an increased amount of black pigmentation in its skin, feathers, or hair? What is the condition called when an organism has an increased amount of black pigmentation in its skin, feathers, or hair? I don't think Brody's getting this one wrong. Yeah, uh, what, what, what do you think? Is he, is he cocky over there? I think he knows. I had a m- minor stumble, but then I, got, I came back. <laughs> I can't see what's going on because of Maggie's microphone. No, it, was no. it cocky? <laughs> Initially, it was confusion, but then I got cocky. Yeah. <laughs> confusion turned cockiness. Does everybody have an answer? <laughs> Kevin's not playing. <laughs> Kevin, that's, that's why I stopped playing too. We have Giannis saying melanistic, melanistic, hyperpigmentation from Maggie. Uh, Brody, Damn it. what did you originally start to write? I almost there? started writing leucistic, which oh, would have been a big been great. problem. Brody says melanistic, and Sean says melanistic. That is the correct answer. <sighs> Many animals experience melanism, such as squirrels, snakes, owls, bass, and moths. In 2020, Sam Lundgren wrote about a very rare melanistic turkey that was killed by a hunter in Oregon. Biologists estimate that it's present in only about one out of every 50,000 wild turkeys. If you want to read about that gobbler and see the pictures of it, you can find it on the media.com titled Ultra Rare Color-Faced Turkey Killed in Oregon. Hmm. My buddy killed a Drake Mallard that was melanistic, and its whole body is 
like charcoal black, but then the head is still a dark enough pigmentation where it's mm. green. Oh, really? So you got this gradient of black into green. It's pretty, pretty cool. Is he going to get it stuffed? He did. Yeah. 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 We are on to the last question, which Brody has to get wrong. So if he gets it wrong, we're going to go into overtime. We would need Steve. Well, assuming Steve gets it right. And assuming who else is I'm in there? Uh, Sean and Yanni also have six points. Okay. So Steve, Sean, Yanni get it right. Brody get it wrong. And we could have a four-way tiebreaker, which we've never had more than two people in the tiebreaker. Th- try to think of something Brody don't know. <laughs> <laughs> the topic is public lands. This next great question comes to us via Eric Klein. If you have a question you think is right for Meat Eater Trivia, you can send it to trivia at themeateater.com. Ten states don't have a national forest. Name two of them. Mm. Hmm. Ten states don't have a national forest. Name two of them. Brody is thinking hard. Again, we would need Brody to get this wrong, plus Steve, Sean, or Giannis get it right to go to the tiebreaker. Ten states don't have a national forest. Can I look at a map? No. I need you to name two of them. Maybe can, I shouldn't be so confident. Can one, real confident. Can, will one work? <laughs> <laughs> one will not work. There's no partial credit given. Brody's still writing. He's nervous oh. about the are title. You, are you, struggling. Oh, I was like, you listen all ten? <laughs> <laughs> Extra I think I credit? Wait, if they all three get it wrong and I get this right. I think I just made a mistake. Change yeah, Pull you, out the you, win. Out of all of us here, you might be the most traveled haunter, I think, in the past 365 days. Mm-hmm. So would... Everybody have an answer? Uh, man, I'm not really happy with Go me. ahead and reveal oh. them. We have Giannis oh, saying Maryland and Connecticut. Kevin saying Florida and Hawaii. Steve saying Texas and Florida. Maggie saying Iowa and Ohio. Brody saying Kansas and Texas. He crossed out North Dakota. And Sean saying Iowa and Kansas. The 10 states are Connecticut, Delaware, Hawaii, Iowa, Kansas, Maryland, Massachusetts, New Jersey, North Dakota, and Rhode Island. Yeah. I didn't get a one of them. So I would have gotten it you right. You would have gotten it you right. You would have gotten it. Damn it. <laughs> did, did Sean, I got it right. Sean, Sean got it right. Sean and, and Yanni. And Yanni. So we have a three-way tie. Can I get in on this? <laughs> <laughs> For God. the first time. Should not have second-guessed In that. Meat Eater Trivia history. Brody had it written down and crossed it out. What did I you what did you swap Kansas. it out for? Texas. Uh, Brody stumbled. Brody's like, uh, what's, I need her, to know what's what her name for the Olympics? Just the faltered. Pressure got is hot. That some uh, what? What about the Olympics? Are you well, referencing a... a ski racer right now, <laughs> yeah, Steve? Yeah, who, who like? Who I didn't know like, you paid attention to well, ski. I, well, I, listen, <laughs> the whole story about me that night that that happened <laughs> that I happened to be tuned in because it was playing behind me. Michaela Schifrin is. Yeah, her I name. never heard of her, but I started to really fall in love with her. She's great. They were really building it up, and then she. Would, just remind me of Brody right there. I, I need to know what the <laughs> national forest in Texas is. I know that's what I'm getting. Like, yeah. Sam Hughes, no. We are on to the tiebreaker, which we have Brody, Giannis, and Sean competing for. This is one of those silly guess a number questions. This is a numerical question. <sighs> Whoever's closest will be declared the winner. <laughs> Easy topic. I like these because it gives you like a winner. Yeah. yeah. There's no two winners. The topic is fishing. According to a 2020 survey, 
What percentage of American anglers exclusively fish for saltwater species only? Read it again. I'm not playing. I just want to make sure. I'm According <laughs> to a 2020 survey, what percentage of American anglers exclusively fish for saltwater species only? Mm. We have folks thinking hard. I would argue that they didn't survey me. So how do they know that you're, you're set up the best to get this one right? And Sean would be the furthest removed yeah. from getting this one. Why's that? Sal Dakota who hunts waterfowl. <laughs> oh, that's a good point. <laughs> a Pennsylvanian who's lived all over and guided fishermen. Oh, I hate this question. <laughs> Giannis has an answer that he wrote down pretty fast. Where you put your money, thinking, Yanni, If you win. Does this uh, get into sheep. decimal points? You're going wild sheep, or is yeah. this like a round sheep. number? Yeah, okay. Brody, where's your money going if you win? Yanni's doing wild sheep. You know, I'd like to do something local, like uh, what's that Lower Yellowstone River Coalition? They're trying to open up. You know that one? Nope. They're trying to open up uh, like public access on the Lower Yellowstone. Sweet. I think that's what it's called. So you're gonna, if you win, that's where your money's going. Right. Sean's going Delta Waterfall. Yanni's going wild sheep. And to make sure that we have a winner, we don't have to go to another tiebreaker. Right to the decimal point, because the answer is to the decimal point. <sighs> that's really smart. A lot of pressure. <laughs> Do all three of you have an answer? Go ahead and reveal your answer. That is such a dumb answer. We have Giannis saying 6.5%. Brody saying 30.3%. Way lower. Sean. And Sean saying 5.1%. Think all the big cities on the coast. I'll tell you, Brody yeah, but, is out of the game. Brody yeah, but, is far well, too Listen high. to the question. It was only. I hear you. I heard the question. Can I tell you what I would have put down? I just don't. What like, would you put down? <laughs> oh, sorry, sorry, sorry. What would it, what would Steve put down? I'd have put down like two, yeah, two. I would have guessed three and a half. Yeah, because what kind of fisherman is like? I'm not. I'm Again, not going to go catch. Has cow. anyone in this room been surveyed? <laughs> Ask that question. No. <laughs> <laughs> so Brody is out. We're down to Giannis and Sean. Come on, wild sheep, baby. Let's go. Our winner. Is Giannis. Oh, no. <laughs> the correct answer was 11.6%. Oh, that's way higher than I would have thought. Oh, yeah. way lost. Roughly 70%, lost <laughs> roughly 70 uh, of fishermen are freshwater only. About 18% fish both fresh and salt. And then about 12% are exclusively saltwater. How many do both? Uh, 18%. Only 18%. Does that check oh, out? Oh, yeah, both. Okay, I got you. Wow, that doesn't now, check out. Now, what percent are strictly fresh again? 11 point, or excuse me, 70. Strictly fresh, 70%. Strictly fresh. Congratulations, Giannis. Hey, Giannis thanks, is fresh, man. man. He joins the club. Oh, good performance, job. man. Unbelievable performance. <laughs> Only you had gotten burrito. Stayed you with it. You have had to go down this road. <laughs> I, yeah, yep. Imagine oh, that. The wooly bugger one really eats me up yep. now. <laughs> he stayed with it. He played a strong game. He got out ahead early, right? Stayed, yep. kept the lead. I love, then he I had love Steve trying behind. to think of things that sports commentators <laughs> say. <laughs> Came from behind. Victory yeah. in overtime. Yep. Now a year Snatched ago. Snatched victory from the jaws of defeat. A year is. ago, do you think you would have donated to the Wild Sheep Foundation? Oh, geez. Uh, no. But nice big this sheep, is because man. of my recent uh, okay. sheep hunt, sheep, sheep awakening. experience, sheep, sheep, sheep. The great sheep, sheep awakening. All right, so $500 from uh, Giannis Boutelis, the Wild Sheep Foundation. Congratulations, Giannis. Thank you. Yeah. Giannis. Well that was done, fun, Giannis. Spencer. Thank you for joining us. We have more media trivia coming soon.
You never want to find yourself out on the water fishing without your essentials. So it's best to always pack a Columbia PFG Solar Stream Elite hoodie to protect against the sun. Man, I was just in Hawaii and I had my Columbia PFG Solar Stream Elite hoodie with me. And here's the deal. We're in and out of the water all the time, getting in to go spearfishing, getting out, taking the kids to the beach. I'm not going to mess around all day putting sunscreen on then having to get washed off. I just run a hoodie. Columbia PFG has a lot of great gear. So before you head out on the water, head over to Columbia.com slash PFG to shop their performance fishing gear. I'm sure a lot of you guys remember the old ceremonial hunting tradition of eating the heart out of the first animal you kill. Meat from those organs are among the most nutrient-rich foods on the planet. You can get those same benefits your ancestors craved via convenient daily capsules from Heart and Soil. Find out more at heartandsoil.co. And remember, use code MEATEATER for 10% off your purchase.